On last week's episode, it was another powerhouse woman in supply chain in my Woman in Supply Chain series. She talks about success, challenge, advice. She gives us so many great tidbits and insights into her career and her journey to success. You're not going to want to miss Lori Harner from JDA on last week's episode, and you will find that at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 84. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes Humphrey, and each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. And now a word from our sponsor. Like the products you manufacture, it is not unreasonable to expect the merchandise used to promote your brand to do so without posing risk to the recipients or the brand itself. Supply chain professionals can now play a leading role in protecting and growing their brand's reputation with the help of the Quality Certification Alliance. QCA is an independent, not-for-profit, 501c6 third-party accrediting and certification body dedicated to ensuring accountability throughout the promotional product industry supply chain. Visit qcalliance.org to learn more. Your brand is your organization's most valuable asset. Protect and grow it by aligning your values with QCA. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. So we have had so many great things happening at the end of September, as well as the beginning of October, including the release of episode four of the Trade Squad over on YouTube, the SC Supply Chain TV. You are gonna join Leah, myself, Audrey, along with Barry McGough, who is former senior vice president at PVH. And we're talking about Africa, digital trade on trade policy, transparency in supply chain, plus you're going to hear some really fun supply chain trivia at the end of that one. And last week, we also um, featured and released our new supply chain minute with Irina Roska. She's going to be providing her insights on some of the biggest supply chain topics happening each week in just under a minute. You're not going to want to miss that. You can find that on all our social media channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. So last month at JOC Log Tech event in Vegas, the VC panel was asked what they think the next big investment opportunity in supply chain is, and one of the answers was RPA. RPA means Robotics Process Automation, and I will be speaking to a company that is meeting this demand head on. As always, before I tell you who we will be hearing from, let's get to the question of the week. So the question of the week is, what supply chain trend would you like to see more of in 2020? So over on LinkedIn, James J. Curtis says, network platforms for supply chain, like network platforms for hotel. Airbnb, taxis, Uber, content, LinkedIn. How network platforms will enable AI to automate the supply chain just as it has in the taxi industry. And then also we had 
We had Naomi Garnes say more sustainable supply chain practices using AI and new technologies that can make products and perishable goods like produce last longer. Greg White, I'd like to see more conscious management of our vast generational transition. Baby boomers are leaving the workforce at a rapid rate and there aren't enough people in the forthcoming generations to replace them. Schneeha says sustainable supply chain is what I look forward to. Nir Gartsman says decarbonization of supply chain. Brian Leung, in the wine industry, I would love to see more integration of flexi tank transport for more than just bulk wine to help reduce transport prices and carbon footprint. Scott Luton, he says several stories that I'd like to see more of. Cobots how companies are successfully diversifying their talent acquisition, more creative AI applications across supply chain, and of course, progressive, fearless leadership stories. Love that one. I love to hear about some more leadership stories. Over on Twitter, Canadian Alliance says smart semi-trucks for 2020. By upgrading semi-trucks, logistics companies can save fuel, increase safety, and optimize routes like never before. So that's what they want to see. Over on Instagram. So on Instagram, we had a couple of people weigh in. Mohammed Kaviani Charati says social aspects. He wants to learn more about the social aspects of supply chain. And then over on my personal Insta stories, I heard from a couple of people, more operational excellence. And that came from Zshad and then talent development that came from Miguel and people caring about the end result and focusing on their customers needs that came from Audrey who's my co-host over on the trade squad thank you so much for everybody weighing in on the question of the week are you looking for past conversations go to listeners corner at letstalksupplychain.com and remember you can join in every single wednesday on the let's talk supply chain linkedin twitter and instagram pages plus i have started linkedin lives wednesday afternoons at 3 30 p.m eastern to talk about the question of the week and all of your answers so go and check that out today matt motzik of rpa labs joins me to talk about rpa what it means for the industry and why vcs are so excited about it but before that let's learn a little bit more about matt so matt is a three-time entrepreneur that has spent his career in the crosshairs of logistics and technology he is currently the co-founder and ceo of rpa labs prior to to his current role at RPA, Matt served as CEO of Catapult International, one of the first SaaS software companies in the logistics industry, helping freight forwarders digitize their ocean contract rates into one system. Prior to that, Matt served many roles in all facets of logistics, import-export, distribution, 3PL brokerage, and transportation operations. In his spare time, Matt serves as a mentor, investor, and board member for other startup companies. So welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, Sarah. It's exciting to be on your show. Yeah, it was really nice to meet you in Vegas a few weeks ago at LogTech. And you showed a keen interest in what I'm doing at Let's Talk Supply Chain. And once I learned more about you and RPA, I just knew our listeners needed to hear more. So why don't we get started 
uh, with RPA Labs, you have a unique story about how you got involved with the company. So let's start there and then tell us the story behind the brand. Sure. So it was back in December and I just got a, um, a pop-up on LinkedIn with LinkedIn messaging saying that this person wanted to you know, to talk to me about a new opportunity. And I had no idea what it was. And usually when you have those, you kind of disregard and you, you know, you kind of throw it aside. Uh, so I started reading into it and uh, it came from my now um, co-founder and CTO, Serge Manon. And he says, hey, I'm looking for someone to help me um, launch this product uh, with RPA. And so I started kind of looking into RPA, which is robotic process automation. And, you know, me being in the logistics industry, I was thinking, oh my goodness, all of the different capabilities that this has towards, um, you know, towards document processing and and conversation. uh, I jumped right in and said, yes, this is something that is of interest. It's a brand new technology it's something that's, you know, definitely going to, you know, uh, have an impact in the future. So, yeah, I, I, I said, I let's do it. In, yeah. Can I just jump in right there? I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just want the listeners to really understand the power of LinkedIn. Um, and I talk about this all the time because I think it's a very, very powerful networking tool Um and just business tool in general. And you got hooked up with your co-founder or now co-founder and got into a whole new part of supply chain just because of one message, which I think, I think we just need to pause there for a minute and just, you know, realize the impact of what that means. Right. And I was, I was watching this is us the other day and it was about the impact of a stranger and how it changes the trajectory of your life. And so I think this is a really, really great example of that. So thank you so much for sharing your story on that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Serge, he could, he probably could have chosen any, anyone else. Um, I, at the time was, was really not doing much. I, I was, my previous software company, Catapult International was acquired and I was actually just kind of looking for, you know, something to kind of grasp, grasp, you know, my, my teeth into. And One of the things I want to, do you know how he found you? Like what he did to sleep? Because yeah. I'm, can we talk about this or no? So, um, so Serge was probably, I mean, I guess Serge was looking up, you know, logistics, co-founders, um, software technology. And I think my, my profile popped up. Um, we also have a, you know, some other common, uh, common LinkedIn contacts that, right. you know, that were together. So I think that that also, um, you know, played into it. Played a big role in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now why don't we talk about RPA Labs? Can you tell us the story behind the brand um, and why you wanted to get involved and what exactly do you do? Sure. So let me first start out by just saying that, you know, RPA is robotic process automation. And so 
you know, it's and robotic process automation is a form of software technology that automates repetitive manual uh, processes that employees perform every day. So we wanted to name a company that that right when someone realized what RPA is, we wanted our name to stand out as this is exactly what we do. And so that's um, that's really the purpose of, of the name RPA Labs. I like it. I like it because too many times we get caught up in a name mm-hmm. and the name of the company and then it's too far to the left of what we're actually doing and then you have to explain exactly what you do because they don't get it in a name. That's correct. Yeah. So I love that you guys did that. So let's talk about RPA. So I, when we were at LogTech and I mentioned this in the introduction to this episode, you know, I was sitting in the audience and I was listening to a panel of VCs talking about what they're looking to invest in. Um, when it comes to supply chain and what their investors are interested in. And RPA was at the top. (laughs) And, you know, we hear about AI a lot. And I think, you know, after this, we're going to get into the difference between the two. But what exactly is RPA? If you could maybe describe it... um, kind of as a visual for the listeners to grasp on and why is it getting VCs so excited? Well, one of the myths about RPA is if you look at the words robotic process automation, um, people think that there's actually robots with metal pieces, you know, doing work and that's not the case. So RPA really employs software bots and Software bots is really more um, more software programs to perform automating tasks, and so that that's primarily what what RPA does, you know, for you know for companies. So whether it's uh, document processing, document automation, conversation, um, interaction processing, things like that, RPA enables the software bots. Um, you know, the, the software bots can actually go into these um, these systems, these processes, and automate the tasks. Okay. All right. And we have a lot of documentation in supply chain that, yeah, <laughs> you know, that we need to get automated. So I'm sure it is a huge task. But why? So then why do you think VCs are getting so excited about it? Well, it's it's next-gen technology. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, back in the probably 70s and 80s, VCs may have been uh, excited about EDI, right? Uh, you know, in the in the 80s, 90s, and, you know, uh, fax machine, uh, things like that. So as, as the technology progresses into API, really the next frontier is RPA. And so, I, you know, VCs want to capture that new, you know, who who's the who's the new kid in the room that that can can actually like bring things up a level and that's RPA. Well, and that's kind of brings me to my next point, right? Because we're hearing a lot about AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we hear a lot about certainly when I've been hearing a lot about AI, I've been hearing about bots. 
And so you're talking about bots being associated to RPA. So how do we, how do we know the difference? Like, what is the difference between RPA and AI? And I think this is a really important distinction, right? Because we're getting into so many different technologies and it's coming at us really, really quickly. Sure. <laughs> and I think that, you know, for us to make distinctions and make business cases and make real, really good decisions as to what we need to bring into our supply chains, we need to know the difference. Sure. So artificial intelligence is what I call a collection of various technologies, such as uh, machine learning, robotics, natural language processing, deep learning, you know, uh, logic, things like that. Um, RPA is what I consider a part of AI, artificial intelligence. So RPA is, is a process of automating tasks and, and, and it's using kind of AI. So to kind of dumb it down, what I would say is AI is transportation, but then RPA is intermodal. So, you know, AI is transport, you know, transportation. You have several different modes. You have several different legs where RPA is part of an AI, you know, in, in terms of, let's say, intermodal, intermodal itself, RPA is very, very similar to RPA, uh, intermodal because RPA combines several different legs or technologies to serve its purpose for, for automating tasks. So, for instance, at RPA Labs, what we do is we combine um, multiple technologies to produce RPA. That's uh, machine learning, natural language processing, and also uh, OCR, document management. And then what we do is we apply our language, our you know, basically our logistics terminology library on top of all that uh, to, to basically provide a all-inclusive um, logistics supply chain RPA solution. Okay. Well, and when I was doing some research for this episode, um, I also found an article that talked about RPA and AI. Is it fair to say that RPA is process and AI is data as well? Is that kind of another analogy that we can use? Yeah. I mean, AI is very loosely, <laughs> loosely described. So yes, I, I would, I would say so. Okay, perfect. And um, now I want to get into a bit of an example, right? Because I want the listeners to understand how they can work with you and why it's beneficial to their business, right? Because again, we're talking about all these different technologies and it's almost like, where do we start or where do we fit in or where does that fit in with us? So can you share an example with us um, that will help us better understand the difference between what you're doing and how you help a company? Sure. So really, we, we offer really three main core applications um, within the logistics and supply chain sector. One is document. Uh, the second is conversation. And the third is workflow. So inside the, the document piece of it, uh, we have the ability to read uh, bills of ladings, arrival notices, commercial invoices, and capture the metadata from those documents and, and, and flow that into ERP systems, 
uh, CRMs, um, even accounting systems. So that's that's one of the one of the main uses for for document automation. Uh, when I was in Hong Kong, I actually looked at um, I went into a freight forwarder, and there was a cube farm of over fifty people. And I asked the manager, what are they doing on a daily basis? And they said, they are reading documents and they're rekeying information into systems. And I, <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. And so this type of RPA automation helps, uh, helps companies be more efficient with that, um, with basically gathering data from documents and, and, and populating systems. We can also we can also do data cleansing. So, for instance, if documents have uh, errors or missing information, we can verify the we can verify with the master data, so that way it's uh, it's correct. And then we can also categorize documents from emails from email attachments. We can put them into different buckets or different folders to do that. But that's that's really more on the on the document side. On the on the conversation side. Um, we, we primarily use NLP, natural language processing, uh, which is basically applying technology to understand uh, human language. And so we've built uh, bot responders, such as for uh, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, um, text, really any social channel. And what we do is we, we, really, we really call it a channel bot. And so a channel bot really combines or consolidates all of your social media channels, your front page of your website, you know, your, your, your chat bot on your website, um, anything like that. And it allows bots to understand what the customer is needing, such as, hey, can I get a shipping quote from origin to destination or Hey, where's my, you know, what's the status of my shipment? So our, our bot can understand these, this information and then reply back within seconds, uh, an answer accordingly. And that's, so that's actually changing. I've got a couple of points here. So that's mm-hmm. changing the way that we're communicating because traditionally, um, it was done a lot through email. And obviously, it looks like more people are moving away from email. I know the next generation just used Snapchat. I don't think we're there yet. Um, But I do know that they're looking to get notifications in various different formats. So you're able to do that with them. We're able to read anything that's incoming, whether it's WhatsApp, text, um, Instagram, <laughs> you know, if, if, if a company gets an Instagram notification, you know, I mean, we can read whatever. And I know that's probably a little bit further down, but yeah. what's interesting is that Facebook messenger is actually becoming more popular with just reaching out to, to companies and mm-hmm. we can actually help with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a rise in that, um, on the Facebook side. So now my next question to you is, um, that all sounds great, but what do I need to have in place for that to work for me? So what are you expecting from your customers where, or I guess, where are you expecting from your customers to already be so that you can really jump in, implement and help them on this side? Well, quite honestly, you know, we're a little bit different from other software companies. Other software companies are saying, here, go to my portal. 
here, go to this portal and do that. We actually are a technology that it sits on top of, let's say, your um, your email or your your own you know your own website. So we're we're very transparent, like you know, within the um, with with employing our our own our own bots and our and our own systems. So we we really choose to be behind the scenes and sit on top of like layer on top of a, uh, someone's current technology rather than to actually um, you know push someone towards their their portal. Okay, so you can work with the technology that they already have. Absolutely. And we're and we're system agnostic. So we can work really with with uh, with any system. Okay. All right. So that's good to know. And then my next question for you is, you know, who's your customer? Um, you talked about working with a uh, freight forwarder because obviously on the forwarding side, there's a lot of data processing. There's a lot of documentation. Um, I know that the same thing's happening on the custom side as well. Absolutely. So is that your target customer or who are you looking to work with and who would benefit the most from working with you? Well, because we've built our language library, of logistics, we can we can service um, freight forwarders, three uh, PLs, shippers, BCOs. Um, we have a couple of e-commerce companies that have reached out to us for RPA. Um, we we also what's interesting is we're getting a lot of interest from systems like software providers, and so uh, they're looking to even automate their own software. Uh, you know, within their, you know, within their own infrastructure internally. So that's, that's becoming very interesting for us. Yeah. And that's interesting. I mean, I talk a lot on the show about collaboration <laughs> and I, yeah. I think on the, the panel that I had on at LogTech, I spoke about collaboration because we were talking about visibility and there was a number of companies up there sure. and you know, the future really is in that collaboration. You know, we don't need to come up with everything ourselves. There are really great companies like yours out there that will do a piece of it that you need for what you're currently doing, right? Whether you're a software company and you're focused in one area, like you just mentioned, or you're a forwarding company that just needs to take that next step and start implementing some of the things that the customers are looking for, right? And so it's sort of that collaborative opportunity for us all to work together to make sure the customer is satisfied and give them the customer experience that they're looking for. Yeah, I would I would say that RPA helps with the interaction, whether it's human interaction or document interaction, but it helps automate the whole entire interaction. And a lot of a lot of people would say, "Oh, you're going to you're going to automate all my customers conversations with me." I don't think so. No, that's not the case. But we're we're helping we're helping streamline the the interaction to where it's becoming quicker. So so right now customers are getting frustrated because they're waiting hours and hours for a response just on something very simple, like can I get a quote, right? But what what RPA does what what RPA really does is it helps us become exception managers. So all of the difficult problems it helps us scale to where we can then uh, the customer service, the sales, the support team can can be more strategic and and 
you know, serve as an advisor to the customer rather than to just complete this uh, complete uh, daily manual task that 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 uh, that something else can do, like an RPA bot can do. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And it's a good thing to bring up. And I might ask you maybe in just a minute what other objections you're coming up against. Sure. Because I think that we all have different theories, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Opinions on some of the technologies that are coming out there. And we talk a lot about, you know, in AI and robotics that it's going to be able to give us that 30% back of that 30% of time back during the day to really be able to either focus on, you know, creativity or strategy and really be able to give back to the company um, in ways that we weren't be weren't able to before because we were so bogged down with these manual tasks. And I think I, that that's something, you know, to yeah. point, right? Exactly. So we, we, we look at RPA as a game changer especially for logistics companies. Um, You know, before RPA, a company could be, let's say, 70% operations and then 30% uh, commercial, right? What we Mm -hmm. want to do is we want to change that and flip it to where after RPA, we want to be 30% operations and then 70% customer facing. Right. And so, so having that paradigm shift of, going from 70 to 30 to 30 to 70, it's going to help scale businesses. It's going to, you know, focus on the customer. Yeah. Well, and I think what you're saying too is that things are just going to move even faster, <laughs> which Absolutely. is a scarier to people <laughs> because it's already moving quite fast as it is. But we've got to, we've got to get on and hold on, I think, because nothing's going to stop it really. And so that brings me back to that question of objections. Like, what are you coming up against? What What are the myths maybe that people have in in their heads about, you know, RPA or AI or robotics that you're having to overcome and say, no, we're not looking to take over your communication and do all of your communication through the bot? Yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of myths and misconceptions. Um, so just a little bit about what you know, what we do versus maybe other RPA providers offer. Um, other RPA providers are basically offering a framework and they say, company, here you go. You bought this package for a lot of money. Now you have to hire developers and consultants to make it work. Um, so what, what we do is we actually provide the solution already. It's like an end-to-end solution. And it already has the built-in library of logistics terms. So when someone is asking for, let's say, uh, LTL or FCL, that our library knows what that means. And so that's a little bit of the difference between the two. Um, so I think people that already have, you know, or you know, have already bought, let's say, an RPA, um, you know, framework, we're a little bit different than that, and that we're actually providing a, a full solution. The ones that, that are still um, wondering, gosh, is this something that I, you know, should I get into? Um, if you want to be, if, if a company wants to be competitive in, let's say, the year 2025, this is an absolute necessity to, to, keep, um, to keep the business competitive into the market. Um, 
and that, I, I would say that's like the first and foremost is yeah. is is to maintain competitive advantage. Well, not only that, right? But it is helping with the communication with the customer, which I think yeah. a lot of people are struggling with right now because of the the fast pace, right? And what customers are expecting now because ex- expectations has creeped up exponentially. Um, and then I also think that you know the focus on customer experience is. You know, I think it's a buzzword, but at the same time, I think that that's how businesses are going to win moving forward, is really focusing on the customer, giving them what they're looking for, focus on the experience that they can give them, because that is what the expectation is. Well, and I think, and I, I may have, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think there's too many portals out there. Yep. If you think about as a shipper or BCO, guess how many partners that they have? They have probably six or seven partners that they work with. And all these partners are all saying, go to my portal, go to my portal, go to my portal. Right. And I think that's where people are still stuck on email and still stuck on texting and WhatsApp is that they just want to get the information without having to log into seven different systems. And so... What we do is we actually just provide a bot of, you know, onto let's say a company's email system or or text, and 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 we can actually automate that whole question answer response without the the shipper or you know the customer logging into seven different systems to get what they need. You're speaking my language because I've kind of been preaching this for a while. Um, you know, why do people want so many different portals to be able to log into? And that's where the, my point about collaboration seems to creep into conversations all the time. Exactly. Um, but I also want to make one more point, too, is it's really important when you're looking at these different types of technologies to work with somebody that knows your industry. So the fact that you have that library based on, you know, all of the supply chain and logistics terms is a bonus you know when you're in or it's it's actually not even just a bonus it it is sort of it's, it's almost mandatory right because if you're not working with a company that knows the industry and has that already built then what are you doing well you're hiring developers to to build that and it takes a lot longer and you have to teach the developers you know you have to train them and so yeah. <laughs> you're right it takes a ton of time to uh, you know, to do that, and I think, look, we we've got, you know, we've got uh, companies that have reached out to us. Says, hey, we've already bought this system, we've already bought this RPA framework, but it's not exactly doing things that we want to do. And that's just because you have to train it, and so that's something that we've we've already kind of thought about and said, hey, look, this is what we're going to offer in the market. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And um, so, you know, I love what you're doing, but let me ask you, what does the future hold? What's next for RPA Labs? Yeah, there's so many opportunities um, to help companies, you know, automate their processes. So, you know, not only, you know, logistics companies, but also e-commerce as well. You know, as I said, you know, we started with logistics companies such as freight forwarders and 3PLs, but now we're, you know, we're really going into 
carriers going into BCOs, and we're staying within that within that realm. So that's that's really the you know the you know the future what the future holds for for RPA Labs. We're we're going to continue to grow. Uh, we're going to continue to scale and help companies scale their business and and also increase uh, pro, uh, productivity. Well, get ready because as Matt said, you are going to be hearing a lot more about RPA. So I hope that we have not only demystified it, but have given you thoughts on how to incorporate into your business and supply chains. For more information about Matt, RPA, and this episode, go to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 85 or visit their website at rpalabs.com. Thanks, Matt, for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate it. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you liked this episode, remember all the content that we have over at letstalksupplychain.com. You are going to find more podcast episodes, more blogs, and as well as more videos on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, go to the SC Supply Chain TV and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes of The Trade Squad or any of the video series or video interviews that are coming out. Next week, David Croft, Director of Marketing and Supply Chain Strategy at OCL Logistics, is here to talk to us about who they are, why you should consider working with them, and their thoughts on the future of the industry. Do not miss out on that episode. It is going to be a lot of fun. And I love how you guys support the show and appreciate how you tune in every single week. And I know you love the content that I put out. If you want to support the show a little bit more, there's a few ways to do that. Follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com and subscribe on YouTube at the SC Supply Chain TV. Next, ships.com. This is the tech platform that I have been working on and we are almost ready to launch the beta. So visit and sign up. If you are a forwarder or a shipper that wants to streamline the pricing of your air freight and ocean freight shipments, gain access to more choice worldwide and utilize the best of data to reduce shipping risks and also reduce some of those manual jobs that you are currently doing right now, you are not gonna wanna miss out on this platform. So if you go to the website, put in your information, you're gonna be one of the first to know. I have a supply chain dictionary over at letstalksupplychain.com, 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions. That's under shop, as well as some t-shirts and some, some shirts with some of the sayings that I say throughout this show. Let's go out and inspire people. 
next rate and review rate and review the show on itunes and so other people can find the show as well as i will mention your review on an upcoming episode plus i want to hear from you i want to hear whether you're loving the show whether you're not loving the show and what i can always do to improve thank you so much for all your love and support and remember everybody ship happens <laughs>